Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Scripture reading for our meditation this morning is from our gospel lesson, the gospel according to Matthew. Wake up! Wake up! Look! Behold! The bridegroom is here. The bridegroom has finally come. The one we've been waiting for, he's finally here. He's here, he's here. It's time for the feast to begin. Get everyone together, friends, family, everyone together. The best food, the best drink, it's surely going to be a feast. A feast by every definition of the word. That was the cry that the women were waiting for. The cry that the women knew was going to come. But they also knew that it was going to come at an unexpected time. They didn't know exactly when he would arrive. So an expected arrival at an unexpected time. And what better to make for an unexpected surprise arrival than to come in the middle of the night. At a time when he's least expected. At a time when quite possibly the people would be asleep. And so the women, if he would come in the middle of the night, as would make such a great surprise, would surely need to have their lamps. Because it would be pitch black dark. The streets at that time definitely wouldn't have had other lights hanging along them. So they needed their lamps. When When that bridegroom finally arrived, they wanted to be able to see him. They would want to have been able to greet him. And as they knew it would be an unexpected time for them to wait, they knew that they would have needed to bring extra oil because they wouldn't want to miss it at all. They needed to be ready. And they had every possible means to get this oil together and to be there to be ready and to wait, to wait for him to arrive. And yet five of those women were foolish. Foolish because they didn't bring extra oil. They didn't bring the very thing they knew they would need. They knew that it would be a long way. They knew that they would need extra oil, and yet they chose not to bring it. They chose not to do the very thing they knew they would need to do that they were possibly and capable to do. And so in their foolishness, they were locked out. The doors shut. Not going to open again. They were locked out. They were ostracized, banished from it. They were not a part of the feast. Locked out from that great marriage feast. All ten of the women knew what to expect. They were all waiting for the very same thing. And yet here this morning we hear the distinction between the wise and the foolish. The wise who do what they know need to be done and the foolish who don't choose to do what they know and are quite very capable of doing. See, just earlier this week, I was talking with a young woman from our congregation who's getting ready for taking the ACT again later this year. It's going to be in early December, so she knows when the test is coming. And she knows exactly what it takes for her to get the score she desires on that test. She knows that she has to actually go take a study course. She actually has to study that material then on her own at home. She also knows that she really shouldn't stay out till about 11 p.m. or later the night before an 8 a.m. test. That could possibly decide what school she gets into and even more importantly, how much money she might receive to go to that school. 
So the question is, will she be wise? Will she actually do what she knows needs to be done? Go to the study course, study the materials, and make sure to alter her social life plans the night before. Or for so many of us, as we look at our calendars and we realize that Thanksgiving Day is just about four days away. Four days away until houses could be teeming with family and friends. The grandmas who will come into the house expecting to see their traditional dishes being cooked. The aunts who will come into the kitchen expecting to find something that they can do, something they, they, they can help with the cooking. And those kids who will come tumbling into the kitchen at some point just dying of hunger. The question is, is will you be wise? Will you do what you know needs to be done? Buy the food. Clean the house, cook the food, ask for help when it's time. Or even for the young man who knows that it's no longer summer, that it's the middle of November. He can look outside through the windows and see that half the trees outside are bare. And those of the trees that have leaves yet are full of red and brown colored leaves. He knows that what's waiting for him as soon as he steps outside that door is an extremely cold brisk wind. But the question is, will he be wise? Will he actually put a coat on before he goes outside? This distinction between the wise and the foolish. Those who do what they know need to be done and are possible to be done and those who choose not to do what they're capable and no need to do. And for these examples that I've listed for you already before, some of them are somewhat just comical, and some of them really won't change your life all that much. But as we reflect on the the scripture reading from Matthew chapter 25 today, the more important question is, is will you be ready? Will you be prepared for quite possibly the most important thing you will ever wait for in your life? Because we talk about it all the time, especially this time in the church here, as we are focusing on the end times in this last part of our church here. We talk about how Jesus is going to come back to this earth. Jesus will come back again, and we look forward to it. We talk about that day as the gospel that it is. Because when Jesus comes back, he's going to come back to bring all of those who believe in him together with him. So not just you but all of our loved ones who've gone on before us. All of the ones who will come after us. Everyone joined together with Christ forever. Forever, no more pain, no more sorrow, no more heartache, only joy, only peace, only comfort with him forever. But we also know that that day too is unexpected. We cannot predict exactly when that day will be. And time and time again, we've seen people with their failed attempts who try to predict that day. And all too often in our lives, we see the unpredictability of this world. We even read in scripture how God tells us himself, nobody is able to know that day except the Father in heaven. And as it says in Matthew's gospel today, neither the day nor the hour is known to us. So we know that Jesus is going to come back again. We know that it's going to be a time unexpected to us. 
We also know that we need to be prepared, and we know that God gives us every means to be prepared. But again, the question is, is will you be wise? Will you make? No, I should say, will you receive the very preparations that you need to be ready when our Lord, your Lord and Savior comes back again? Because you see, here's where all those other examples and the parable breaks down. The parable of those ten virgins, they had to actually bring the oil with them and trim their lamps when it was time. For the young woman, she has to actually study, go to class, change her social life plans the night before. For Thanksgiving, you have to go buy the food, clean the house, cook the food. And the young man has to actually put on his own coat. But you see, to be prepared for Christ's coming again, it's not about what you can do. It's not about how many good works or good things you can do in your life. Not about how good you are. It's about how good God is. How good God is that he gives you the very one thing you need to enter into that feast. And he gives you the very means you need to sustain and grow that one thing needful. Because in the waters of holy baptism, he gives you the faith you need. He gives you the faith that you need to cling on to his promises, to hold on to him so that you can be with him in that marriage feast when it comes in his time. And this weekend in our next service here at 930, we get to celebrate that another one of our very own family here at St. Paul's gets to receive that gift of faith as she is baptized into the holy waters in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. But God also gives you his word. His word, which is read for you here every single word week in worship so that you can hear it. His word, which is written down in our paper Bibles, typed in our electronic Bibles so that you can hear it, you can read it anywhere and everywhere as often as possible. His word, which is powerful, life-giving, and faith-sustaining. God also gives you his sacrament, the sacrament of his holy altar. His son's very body given for you. His son's very blood shed for you. So you get to come forward to his holy table. You get to kneel right here before his altar. You get to receive his very body and blood given and shed for you. The foretaste of the feast to come. The foretaste of that feast to come which strengthens the very one thing needful to be with him when he comes back again. Faith. For we know neither the day nor the hour. But we know Jesus is coming back again. It's what we're waiting for. Patiently, hopefully waiting. Waiting prepared by God. Amen. And now may the peace of God which passes all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. And please stand as we join our hearts.